Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Categorically Romance Podcast. My name is Bree, and today's episode is going to be a little different. It is a crossover episode. Some of you may know, some of you may not, but I also do podcasting with the Hallmarkies podcast. I am a huge made-for-TV romance made for screen fan. And I just love talking made for TV movies with my friends over there. And in particular, my friend Rachel, who is the brilliant mastermind behind the Hallmarkies podcast. Uh, She and I, these past couple of holiday seasons, have had the amazing opportunity to chat with Chrissy Miller. Now, Chrissy is the senior director of content strategy and planning with Up TV, which you guys, This has become my go-to network. I will always love me some Hallmark, but UpTV has been bringing it. Like They are currently my favorite network to go to for romance made for TV. And this year they are having like kind of a less is more mentality, which I personally appreciate. I would much rather have like quality movies over just like dumping a bunch of movies where most of them get lost in the sauce because they're not really that good. So I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited for this holiday season. And Chrissy is just, she's so wonderful. She's so easy to talk to. This network has like romance authors like Jennifer Snow writing scripts for them. So we have so much to look forward to. I'm excited to share it with you. If you are a made for TV fan, I hope you enjoy. If you just enjoy like holiday movies, I hope you enjoy the chat um, with someone that's behind the scenes of a network that I really, really love. All right, on with the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are very excited today. Merry Christmas to everyone who is listening. And we are talking about the Up TV slate coming up. And of course, we have with us, uh, we have the head of programming. Is that, is that your official title? Senior director of content strategy. My my SVP is actually that technical head of programming. (laughs) Boss lady. Yeah, I bet I am. I am a boss lady for sure. We have Chrissy Miller here from UpTV again. We love talking with Chrissy. I am filming Rachel Wagner, and Bree's here. Hello, everybody. And Chrissy, thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure. I look forward to this every year. It's so much fun talking to you guys. It's fun talking to people who love this as much as I do, honestly. We like could not have this whole countdown thing without you. So thank you for this. Yes. (laughs) Anytime. Well, for for people who have missed previous years, uh, and we'll put links and everything in the description, but why don't you, for the record, just like introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you do there at Up. Sure. So Chrissy Miller, I am a senior director of content strategy. So that means my team and I get the very fun job of sourcing all of our content for our many networks and platforms and everything that we're doing. So that means we go out and we either acquire or if we can't acquire it, then we make a great movie for everyone to see. And that includes, you know, series, um, as well that go on the linear network and on our SBOD service of faith and family. So, um, you know, our team handles a lot of stuff, but it's a lot of really Mm -hmm. fun, fun work. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And it's like, really, it's the dream job. It really is. (laughs) I I have a question for you. Um, I feel like, and we're seeing it more and more, like everybody's jumping on the made for TV movie train like and I think it's just the whole romantic comedy thing like everybody's jumping on board um and up I mean Rachel and I have talked about this 
countlessly throughout the year, but like up has really been nailing it and, and doing something really special. Is there any behind the scenes strategic secrets you can share? Like, are there certain things you guys are looking for if, if it is acquiring or if you're, you know, bringing writers in, like, tell us this because some of our favorite movies from what early. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was actually going I've been, you know, too. from the from the network. So, what are yeah. y'all doing? <laughs> well, and was there anything in particular different this year compared to previous years that you were yeah. looking for? So, we have been on this. Uh, you know, we got back into movies. We used to be into movies when we were Gospel Music Channel, and then GMC, and then up. We were into movies in a big way. We had a, like a premiere a month was our big thing. We made all of them, and then we kind of moved away from that for a while. When we decided to get back into movies. Um, we really wanted them to be the made for two TV model romances. They, people love them, but we wanted ours to have a little bit of a different angle. We wanted them to have a little bit more substance, mm-hmm. um, a little bit more heart um, than your normal made for TV romance. And I think that there is a place for those. We have lots of them on the network. We have lots of just, it's a blue sky, beautiful, she owns a bakery. <laughs> He's a curmudgeon. They fall in love by the end. I love those. They're wonderful. But um, we really like to look for those that have more of a multi-generational family angle. You know, <clears throat> Heartland's been on our network for years and years and years, and the fans are always adamant about that show. They love the show, and I think it has a widespread popularity for a reason. And one of the reasons is that you're getting a look at the entire family unit, you're getting to see everyone, you get a great romance, you get such good love stories, you get drama, you get comedy. And I think that unless you have a lot of those layers, then you miss a lot of those opportunities to tell those kinds of stories, you know? Um, So we have, when we first started, you know, we were acquiring and just acquiring what we could to get the the movie strategy up and running. And then when we started getting back into making them, we started to look for those stories that do have those more familial angles and ways to tell the things that have just a little bit more heart, but always a happy ending. I love a happily ever after. Yeah. 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 You really did have a great stretch. I mean, this year, I mean, mixed baggage, one of the greats. I'm not kidding. We love that movie. It's it so was good. one of the best TV movies <laughs> I've covered in in uh, uh, in all the years I've been doing this. I thought it was it. absolutely outstanding. It's a good one. It's a really, really good one. And like we, um, I, I really can't take credit for that one at all. That one was that one was done with our uh, LA partners, and but we have two coming from two Christmas ones coming from that same production company oh, this year. Yes. So. I hope, I think that you're going to love them just as much because they're just as charming and well done and beautifully done. Just, uh, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous movies. Yeah. yeah, I would listen to them. They know what they're doing. They do. <laughs> and <laughs> I think it was great. I think when we finished, right, we were like researching and it was the writers, like, it was the only thing we could find that she'd written. Yeah, so we she, were like, it was her first movie, Ali Calamari. First, that's that's crazy. so funny. I mean, yeah. you just never know what people like yeah. the little talents they're hiding back there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I and, loved that yeah. that one was set in like a city. It just went to mm-hmm. show that even if you are, if you live in a city, the city can still feel like small town community. I mean, it, it, yeah, that's it, good it point. Had, the, had the same vibes. Yeah. So I, yeah. I just love seeing that representation because I feel like we don't <laughs> see that a lot in Christmas movies or just totally made for TV agree. in general. 
Well, yeah, the whole no, movie totally... within a movie was so well done. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, just every single relationship, it was absolutely outstanding. It was perfect. And, yeah. yeah. It was great. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, The Wedding Wish. I think that we would say that was our, our second oh, favorite. Yeah, oh, that one was so sweet. Is that the sweetest movie? I just, yeah, I watched really that one. I, I loved it. Hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like, I love yeah. the premise. She's like, oh, I, I have to get married. <laughs> well it captured okay. that like screwball comedy of yes. like the the 40s and 50s you know the idea of having a a wedding because normally i hate wedding movies but this was fresh because yeah. there's no groom just talking about it i don't even need a groom you guys i'm just gonna get married <laughs> like that appealed to me as well i was like oh this is hilarious and different and yeah. like if you're gonna do the genre let's find new ways to do the genre because there's so many different ways that haven't been explored it's so yeah, good yeah absolutely. yeah that's yeah. a good one yeah and then oh, I, I I really enjoyed Happy Camper I really enjoyed just oh, Jake yeah those yeah excellent lovely movies and, and good cast in those and you know, music being a part of our DNA, it's been really important to us to try to do more music in our movies this year. And uh, just Jake does that. Country Hearts does that really well. Um, that one, <clears throat> that one is uh, got music weaved all through it. So really excited for everybody to enjoy that one as much as yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's exciting. It's yeah. fun. I mean, because you, it, it's just a cool thing when you you know, you put on something like mixed baggage and you're just mm -hmm. like okay, you know, I'm going to watch this movie. And then you're like, what? That was so good. It's so <laughs> yeah. cool. Like you, as a film critic, you live for that. It's so yeah. fun. It is. It is fun to get those moments. Like I do that just watching TV by myself. And I'm like, who, who does this? Who, who comes up? Who's just sit down and think of these things and then manages to get them out and then manages to put them on film. It's always astounding yeah. to me, yeah. Yeah. which means I'm in the right industry. If yeah. TV yeah. gets me that excited and you guys do like, if you're that excited about a TV movie, you're doing the right job. <laughs> <laughs> right. We had a lot that just didn't have, there were no dull moments. I feel like with the, the lineup that we had this year. Uh, and that's why I'm really excited for the Christmas movies. Cause it's like, it's Christmas. Let's, let's round out the year on a high yeah. note, but another like behind the scenes strategic question I have, if you can share, <laughs> I guess I just feel like, I feel like these movies are, I tell everybody, like, if you're new to the world of made-for-TV movies, I feel like Up is where I tell people to start with because they feel like, like, I'm 36. These movies feel, like, grounded in, like, my age group, a little mm -hmm. bit younger, a little bit older. Like, they're not intimidating. Like, it's not, it's not intimidating. It feels like I could live here. I could be <laughs> friends with these people. So... Yes. Is there anything like, are y'all kind of aware of that? Like, do y'all have a specific demographic, like yeah. age wise or anything that you think of when you're writing the movies, acquiring the movies? Because it does feel like you are looking out for people like me, people like Rachel, like people our age. Yeah. 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 No, I, I'm. that's amazing. You picked up on that. We, yes, <laughs> we okay. do strategically look for stories that are going to appeal to a mid thirties audience. Absolutely. Awesome. And okay. we also, um, we want them to be realistic, but still delivering on that fantasy, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. like it's not like everybody lives in this <laughs> 
Christmas town in the Midwest. And again, yes. it's lovely. <laughs> and I love it. Who doesn't want to like be dumped in the middle of that? But we love for our stories to have a more realistic vibe to them, but still giving you like, okay, but like, yeah, it's your hot best friend who is home from the military. And yeah, why wouldn't you fall in love with that guy? Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, we, we definitely want it to appeal to women in their thirties and, and older, like I'm in my late forties. So I love a good romance like that as well. I, you know, happily married, but I love the idea of reading these romances where, or watching these romances where you get wish fulfillment at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it feels like it could happen to you. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing that I was curious about, and (laughs) Uh and this is some behind the scenes to our, our listeners. So last year I gave a presentation after the Christmas season, or I guess this year, technically, but after the Christmas season to both you and Lifetime about one of the things I mentioned was leaning into the swoon, swoon worthy guys. 100%. And I feel like you all listened. I mean, we got Franco, we've got Andrew Bouchelle, we've got Marky and Marky and oh my word. It's so funny because uh, Rachel, you absolutely hit on something that I had been preaching. <laughs> Um, you were like, you have to do this and this is important. And this is what we want. And I was like, uh-huh. yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So that absolutely helped drive this idea home that the swoon worthy moments are where it's at, man. Yeah. Like that's what we want out of these things. It's, you know, I, I want a hot man who is absolutely 100% so in love with her that he cannot do anything else. And mm-hmm. I want those, I try to put them in as, um, <laughs> I call them Darcy hand flex moments. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I like, I need a hand flex. I need that <laughs> moment where you as a viewer go, oh, yes. he loves her. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. He loves her, yeah. but also those moments where you're like, I didn't know he was that hot. Like, yes. <laughs> well, know? see, Brie and I are both big fans of romance novels. And mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes I felt like, particularly with Hallmark, they were almost a, like a little bit embarrassed mm-hmm. uh, to like <laughs> lean into those tropes that we love in romance novels. You know, it's like, oh, we, we have to make it a, like a little bit serious. So they're not going to take us like, you know, or we're not going to be like a, a a real movie, you know, making place. And, and I say, no, lean, in. <laughs> lean into it. Like lean even in, just hearing like- Chrissy describe it, I, my mind immediately went to the Franco and Catherine movie. Yes. And I'm like that scene where you can just, he's like staring at her and she's like totally blowing him off and you can just feel like his heart <sighs> is breaking, but the way he's gazing at her, like he's <laughs> explaining it. And I'm like, yep. I, that immediately your mind goes to scenes where it's like, you nailed it. You yeah. nailed it in this scene. That's <laughs> exactly what we want. No, I, I am a big romance novel reader myself and a yeah. um, woman on my team is also a big romance novel reader. So when we're reading scripts and we're watching these movies or we get a rough cut in and she'll she'll text me she's like when I tell you I gasped I gasped I'm like okay we've hit the nail on the head with that one she's like I audibly gasped when he pulled out that ring I was like right so good (laughs) so we are 
fans of the genre, we're fans of books, we're fans of the movies, and we are really wanting to deliver those moments, those those gasp-worthy moments. Mm-hmm. Like even when we're casting and we're looking at the cast, like um, one that comes to mind is in Country Hearts, we were casting the role of Barrett, who's Lainey's like, um, not La- Lainey's the actress, <laughs> Tori's you know, mm-hmm. longtime boyfriend who comes back into town. We're watching this scene with him and he, he absolutely, Brendan Morgan, he kind of takes a step towards the camera. Like, does he make you feel like this? And Sasha and oh I were gosh. like, hey, well, he's in. <laughs> Honestly, and he's so beautiful and his eyes are doing it for him. You're like, yeah, no, no, no notes. Do this all the time, sir. This is great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Swoon. <laughs> So this year you ended up with eight uh, yes. fiction. You have the, the the concert as well, but eight films. <laughs> and and so I was curious. I mean, I know that all of the studios were were affected by the strike and everything, and and uh, but all the networks, I should say. Um, but was that something you were kind of thinking about anyway? Of sort of of cutting back uh, in you know a, a quality versus quantity kind of approach. Yes, absolutely. We um we were lucky enough that we got a lot of our stuff um was well underway and in post before the strikes even happened. Mm-hmm. So um the 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 move to pull back on the number of movies was absolutely a strategic decision. We we really had double the amount last year, and I think a lot of them got lost in the mix. And I and I I know that having more is great and it's a great number and it's really flashy um but we really no, wanted no to- <laughs> Chrissy, no <laughs> it's too much i'm sorry we're grateful thank you it's a lot we're, it's yeah. a lot it's, you can't get through all of them like if you have 25 movies on one single network that's a ton mm. so we really wanted to focus on the stories we wanted to tell the movies that really made an impact on us um and the ones that we thought were fun like a good mix of mm-hmm. fun and flirty and really important and, you know, just uh, a kind of a magical season. So we really wanted to scale back and and put the focus on one movie a week. Yeah. Well, and what I'm hoping is that with less new ones, maybe it'll give people a chance to catch up on ones they might've missed that were yes. so good, like Santa yes. style. Christmas on Fifth Avenue, some of my favorites. Santa's yeah. got style. Don't worry, I'm hearing, I'm hearing it a lot. Yes, <laughs> it's so good. It, it cracks yeah. me up so much. The, the scene of him walking slow mo. Yeah, <laughs> kills me every time. It's so good. It's so well done. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I think that's a very good point. I think people will get to sample the things that got lost in the mix last year or they didn't get to see and. And then mm-hmm. if they don't get to the movie on premiere night, there's tons of other chances because we just have yeah. them all over the schedule. Yeah. Christmas I think less is more is so special. I think yeah. less is yes. more is just, it just makes it so much more special and, and yes. doable. Like mm-hmm. now that I'm working full time again, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like, I'm just so grateful. I'm like, you can commit to eight. Yeah. <laughs> eight, eight is is a doable number that's one a week you're fine yeah that's my treat like i with sixth graders all day i'm watching my up tv this weekend like i'm, yeah. I'm good yeah that's i great. love it thank you <laughs> well let's dive in let's nope. talk about the movies so right. the first one we're scrooge yes is on the fifth 
Tamar Durate and Andrew Bouchelle, our fave. We love so him cute. so much. So adorable, right? Um, yes. <laughs> and uh, Amy Force, who directed Santa's Got Style. Amazing. Yeah. And Christmas on Fifth <laughs> Avenue. So we need to have her on the podcast. She's amazing. Get Amy. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, She's lovely. <laughs> writer, writer Jennifer Snow, who we will hear from a number of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it will be Heated name <laughs> in this podcast, Jennifer Snow. <laughs> and it's crazy to me, like she basically self-taught herself She's unbelievable. how to do She's all of this. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. So it is incredible. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about this one. What's what's uh, your favorite thing about it? I though I loved the premise. You know, we've seen a Christmas Carol, you've seen it a million times that you've seen Muppets, you've seen Mickey, you've seen Bill Murray, you've seen all these ways A Christmas Carol is done and they usually take it the same way. And this is a couple getting the Christmas Carol treatment. So instead of just him, he or her, one of them being the curmudgeon that has it is visited, they're visited together. And it's about the missteps they took and that's where they got them. And I loved that premise. I thought that was so clever. It really gives you an idea about people who've grown, who grew up together and then grew apart and then realized that, uh, that maybe they made a mistake, but, you know, but they're not sure where the mistake happened, where the misstep, where the miscommunication, a miscommunication trope is not always my favorite because I think it doesn't, sometimes you're just like, you got your adults. Why don't you just talk to each other? Yeah. This is really handled well. You can see where the breakdowns happen. You can see where, where it went a little bit wrong for them. So um, I, I, that's the, one of the things I loved about this, this one Mm -hmm. really cute. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's very, very clever. And I, and it was clever the way that you integrated the, the ghosts, uh, you know, to have one be like this uh, AI kind of cre- creation was, was I thought, funny. Yeah, when they brought us the idea of, of the Ghost of Pres- Christmas Present being like a little AI, almost like a little chat bot that's becomes yeah, like a little movable robot spirit, I was like, no, oh, I'm going to need to see that to see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love the way it turned out. And I, uh-huh. I think it turned out, I loved that the ghost of Christmas passes their school counselor. Love that. And then this, this little bot being the present because it's so entrenched in everything you see now. It's, it's such a major part of what we're seeing, you know, in just in our culture is how mm-hmm. AI is being used. And I think it's interesting the way they, they managed it. Um, my favorite thing though, is the, how they handle the ghost of Christmas future. Love it. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's really <laughs> Fun. It's different and it's really well done. And I thought it, it had so much impact. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was very, very clever and must've been super fun for, for Andrew. In right. <laughs> right. It's almost <laughs> like you get to be deliciously evil. Yes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Seriously. He's a good looking man. <laughs> yes. I love him so much. He's so charming. He is that little uh, dimple. He's just so sweet. Oh, gosh. Oh, love it. I was so happy for him to get a lead. uh, And uh, he was, he has had leads, but uh, to get another lead, I guess. And uh, 
because uh, he's he's in a Hallmark movie this season, but he's more support. He's in a supporting. So I was really yeah. happy to see him get not only the lead, but in the first movie. Uh, so that's exciting because he's great. Right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I agree. I Because sometimes <clears throat> these stories where it's like, I I I let you, uh, I, I, I didn't want you to give up, you know, whatever for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I sometimes I'm just like, that's her choice to make. You don't make that right? decision for her. And yeah. I liked in this movie, he totally calls her out. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, she, she totally calls him out on that. She's like, that was my choice. That was my right? choice to make. Yeah. And I'm like, right? that's right. Yeah, like a that's true right. up TV heroine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying, people. Of, yeah. like, a good girl boss in there. It's like, you know, I can like a, a good looking man and still be a feminist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I have a, you know, girl boss moment. Absolutely. I feel like I need that framed on my wall. I can yeah. still <laughs> like a good looking guy and be a feminist <laughs> if i could cross stitch i would, I would make it for you. Yeah, yeah yeah so on the yeah. 12th of november we have another jennifer snow written movie this is directed by marco defemia paula tiberius uh and it's christmas time capsule and it's friends it sounds like it's friends to lovers it sounds like time definitely plays a factor in it and like sets the stakes really high um Tell us like your favorite moment, what we should look forward to with this one. Well, and this well, is so, ex- sorry, I didn't mean to, no, but this is so exciting because it's Franco and yep. uh, Franco Percy and Emily Alitalo and the movie Very happens the day gay. after their real m- wedding. Yeah. The day after. <laughs> it's so exciting. Yeah. So this one, um, yeah, it's friends to lovers definitely, and I love Frank. You know, you know, I love Franco, and <laughs> I do adore Emily as well. She's so charming and so sweet, and you just love her immediately. They met on the set of one of our Christmas movies years ago, Christmas Catch, and which also had Andrew Bichelle in it, and then got engaged last year. And then I was like, yeah, time castle. Let's put them in there. That's They're amazing. Kids. I mean, their chemistry is so real. It's so good. Like it just, it, you know, it comes off the screen so well, but this one, she's, um, she kind of reviews all these products for a website and he's in the military. They were childhood best friends. Her family kind of raised him and he comes home, kind of surprises her right before her road trip back to see her parents. Cause she's got this whole like I'm going to take days to drive back to my family's. I'm going to stop at all these Christmas attractions. Um, and he shows up and he's like, remember my grandmother's wedding ring that I gave you to hold for me? And she's like, oh, oh my gosh, is this the time? And he's like, I'm going to propose to someone else and I need it. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> so, so he like muscles in quite literally on her um, road trip <laughs> to go see her parents, cuts it like down. He only allows her a couple of stops. And one of them is a Christmas sci-fi festival, which is hilarious. Oh yeah. I mean, I've never seen like, it's just so goofy and, and funny, but they, it it's, I was like, please leave this in. Cause it's yes, so please. <laughs> the viewers <laughs> need to see. Um, but I was a little bit worried, um, to be honest about the, the idea of him wanting to propose to someone else. Yeah. That's my biggest worry of this emotional cheating. Sure. How are you going to get, how are you going to make this work? Um, and it's really done well. I did not feel personally, I did not feel like 
either one because they they do the friendship thing so well they fight they bicker they're like we definitely grew up together and know each other's little the things that make each other yeah. crazy about each other but also she's clearly has been crushing on him for a while there's a great scene where they're um they have to share a hotel of course it's not a shared bed he puts up this privacy sheet really cute, oh, cute. um and she has like flannel pajamas <laughs> but she does wake up to him doing push-ups shirtless oh. <laughs> that's a treat that's a christmas treat for everyone yeah. there's your candy cane people there. Candy. <laughs> right. so so um you know you get these little glimpses of how much like she has always loved him but not from him he's very much invested in this new girl, but he, they, she starts to just ask him questions and it becomes clear that he likes the idea of her more than he actually loves mm. her. Um, so it, it's really handled, like, like I said, it's handled really well and you meet her and she's not an evil person. She's not like a, I'm only out for your money kind of mm-hmm, like evil yeah. fiance, like you usually see. She's a sweet, lovely person Mm -hmm. they just don't belong together and it's um it's really uh, like I said it's really well done I was nervous Mm -hmm. but yeah this sounds like because there's a one of my favorite all-time Hallmark movies is called Country Wedding and uh in and that's kind of a similar similar plot uh and uh and it normally doesn't work but it works so well in that one and this sounds really good and I think what makes Franco so great there's many things but he he (laughs) is obviously so handsome but he's also like kind of shy and quiet yeah. and like remember yeah. when we were interviewed like or I guess it was Anne actually who was there but um he he's so like humble and sweet and kind and uh it I think that just makes him so attractive yeah <laughs> yeah like that combined yes. package you know and he's a this- romance novel cover yes. model I mean <laughs> just so so darn attractive but he also can do the comedy thing so yeah. well he's yeah, um that's true you know yeah he's a he's a full package but he is so humble and sweet and kind and generous i got to meet him on the set of santa's got style last year and he was just you just so lovely like yeah. Yeah. Was like <laughs> so nice <laughs> like you expect somebody that handsome to be a little cocky a little bit right. not he's not like no. <laughs> So sweet. So sweet. sweet. (laughs) We love you, Franco. If you ever, (laughs) Franco, if you're out there, (laughs) we're fans. So, all right. So next, we have Country Hearts Christmas. The Sun Nineteenth. Chris Jericho, Lainey McCauley, and Katrina Maria. Director Amy Force again, killing it. Um, (laughs) And then writer Jennifer Snow. And I actually (laughs) haven't gotten to watch the Country Hearts yet, so uh, I probably should have before this. But uh, I guess for people that haven't watched it like myself, um, what is that one about? And then what does this one kind of add to it? So this one, uh, so Country Hearts is about a um, a family of musicians, basically. Chris Jericho plays our patriarch <laughs> of the family, Bones. He's an ex-rock star, like in a big, like heavy metal band. Like, I love this. He was Bones also. <laughs> He's so handsome on the poster. So right? handsome. <laughs> he looks great. <laughs> A generous guy too. So lovely. Um, But he's the patriarch of the family. He's left his rock star career behind. He married a country queen and she is still performing. Um, But he's decided that he wants to 
open up a horse breeding business on a farm. So they live on a farm. He's trying to get this business off the ground, but his daughters, um, Tori and June are the Jameson sisters and they're trying to get their music career up and going. Tori is driven. She's, she really wants this music career. June is married and a little bit more like, I don't know if I should leave my husband and, you know, so there's some fun family dynamics going on there. And then of course, Tori's boyfriend moves back to town or ex-boyfriend moves back to town at the same time that they're getting this big break in their music career. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun kind of love triangle setup that's happening, but, um, and I hope nobody's mad at me about this. We don't really resolve it. (laughs) I know Uh, it really kind of leaves you open-ended a little, but I don't think it's unsatisfying because you're, you're really rooting for her to follow her dream and whatever that means. And then of course, you know, she's got the longtime best friend played by David Pennard, who's like, he's like in love with her. And she's like, she's zoned him like (laughs) (laughs) in a big way. And then this like ranch hand, this new ranch hand played by Craig Strickland, who's relatively new on the scene. Um, But oh my, so (laughs) delightful. Um, Kind of a, a broody, quiet, cowboyish character, but can sing. Oh my, there's a little, there's a little snippet of him singing a song you wrote in the movie that will, um, I think everybody will enjoy. <laughs> um, so, parts ends with um, Tori and June in, in um, their band headed to Nashville to start recording. Country Hearts Christmas opens up with them recording a new Christmas song. Um, and they're about to get a big break on a Christmas Eve show. The problem is they've promised their dad, Bones, <laughs> that they're going to oh, come home for Christmas. That's his one thing. He's like, you have to come home for Christmas. I want everybody home for Christmas. So they have to like, I don't know what we do. How do we manage this? And of course, there's her ex-boyfriend and this hot ranch hand. So there's lots of uh, lots of fun plot points going on, really. But it's so Christmassy so lovely it really does continue the story that we set up in the first country hearts beautifully i just <laughs> i love it so much and chris has been um he's he's been such a dream to work with he's been so generous for this time you know i i think a lot of people are like but he's a wrestler right <laughs> like, like, like body slams people for a living. <laughs> he's he really the, the does... patriarch of this family in this movie okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. but he's like you know he's a he's a dad in real life and he um you know I, I'm a big wrestling fan like a mm-hmm. like we watch it a lot in our house and we just do <laughs> and, um, so and my husband's been watching Chris Jericho since the 90s he's like Chris Jericho like he's so <laughs> so excited about it yeah. That was me when I saw him. I was like, oh, gosh. Right. Right? It's so funny to watch. So I was watching like I got to go up and be on set during the the filming of Country Arts Christmas and and meet Chris and, you know, talk to him. And I've gotten to interview him. And it's so funny to come home and watch AEW and see like this other like Chris Jericho. (laughs) Like leather jacket. um, But he really leans into this patriarch character and and the idea that he's this father who's supporting his family and um uh, and emotionally supporting his family like 
you have to follow your dreams, but you also have to know that this is hard. He's giving them like these great life lessons, making sure they understand what they're getting into, but also really supporting them along the way. So I think people are going to like it. It's different. It's uh, it's different, but the same. Like you're getting all the things you love, but you're also getting much more of a family dynamic. Wow. Was that trying to kind of tap into a Heartland kind of community a little bit and give them something? Yeah. It actually came out of a conversation yeah. with the producer and I was like, I need something like this. And she was like, hmm, <laughs> <"How> about, <laughs> and we've been talking for years about putting wrestlers in our movies because uh-huh. I, I think they're natural actors. I, I mean, sure. look at yeah. The Rock, look at freaking uh, John, John Cena. Cena. Like, yeah. just, they, they know how to turn a plot on a dime and, and it's, uh, I was like, this seems like the most natural thing in the world. And, he, and it's, I think it's turned out really well. Wow. That is <laughs> yeah. so smart. Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want anybody else out there trying to poach my wrestlers though. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho's ours. Okay. Jericho's ours. <laughs> well, on the 26th, we have Mistletoe Connection, which is directed by David L. Strasser. And it's written by Diana Ippolito and Marie D. Jones and stars Jessica Saipos and Markian Tarasuk. Um, and it follows a shop owner and it sounds like she has like a special moment with somebody on a bus and then there's these developers moving in. And we one thing Rachel and I have talked about a lot is like we love when the networks kind of stick with the tried and true, like give us those one or two tried and true Christmas storylines. And that's what this one kind of sounds like. Um, yeah, I, yeah. And we've been having so much fun with those. So like, what are, what, what should we be looking forward to with this one? Especially when you have a moment of connection with two people dressed as elves. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jazz it up what a do you want in life? Not much. I think that's, I think it's super important to provide the variety. Like you don't just get one thing. You, you still need those ones that you're like, I just need like the thing that I love. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And this is that movie. Yeah. She's like a Christmas loving elf costume wearing small business owner. And he like sees her on a bus and is like, she's the most charming creature I've ever seen in my (laughs) life. Like it's like insta love for both of them. Um, and then you find out he starts trying to find her, tracks her down, and they find out that he works for the company that's trying to come in and buy up all the shops on her street and turn them into something different. It's her family store. It's been in her family for generations, and she's just not ready to let go. So, um, you know, as much as she is attracted to him and wants to know more, and he loves Christmas as much as she does, which I also love. I love it when he's like, no, I'm not a bad guy. I really do Christmas. <laughs> so he, um, you know, he really wants to help her and he really wants to to make everybody happy. He's trying to problem solve the whole time, which is, it's really lovely. And they have such great chemistry, really good connection. She's so charming. <laughs> He's so yeah. charming. Um, and I really wanted to put this one um, right after Black Friday um, on small business weekend because she does own a small business and it really is putting a focus on small businesses and and how we can help them support them by shopping you know on that small business saturday so i really like the idea of this with that theme airing around that time just to remind people yeah go out and go out and cheer yeah go out and buy those like 
artisanal soaps for somebody's sock stocking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Order a cute mm -hmm. Christmas sweater from Etsy. Right. <laughs> Go to your local bookstore instead of Barnes and Noble and get yeah. that romance yeah. novel. <laughs> yeah. And Mark Ian is born to be in these movies. Oh, my love him so much. I mean, he is just yeah. Yeah. So charming, so attractive, so delightful. Yeah, yeah wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On the third, we have Yuletide the Knot, and the stars Mary Antonini and Peter Porte, who, oh my gosh, Peter Porte. Ugh. Give swoon. me a break. <laughs> Talk about swoon worthy. My, oh my gosh. Talk about a cozy Christmas sock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, Melissa Peterman, director Nania Mayada, writers Daniel Mahler at Landman, and Nania Miata. And when a small town oh wait i have to read it but um so this one sounds really <laughs> fun because we have this so she's planning this big wedding the manager of the celebrity or whatever she's planning the wedding for uh is her high school sweetheart mm -hmm. yeah. sounds, i'm a fan because normally wedding <laughs> movies i'm like oh, i don't know yeah. but this one I suppose it's about the planner and mm -hmm. uh and they have this this back history i think it's gonna be fun yeah, it's um it's such a sweet movie. Yeah, it has the fun, it has the fun parts. She's the wedding planner. She works with her sisters. They all have this business together and each handles a part of the business. Yeah. And then of course he rolls back into town and it's like, uh -huh. oh, <laughs> oh, you look great in an overcoat, <laughs> sir. Um just, I don't know how you let Peter Porte go, but I, I mean right he comes in in the first scene he's wearing this like beautiful overcoat and i was like why why <laughs> um but the other thing that i really love about this movie the romance is great um but the other thing i love is that she and her sisters were adopted into this family um okay. so she has this great family that's been pushed together but they are there's so much love there's so much love in this family their their mother has died some time ago and um you know, she's really working to move forward with that because she loved her mother so much. Her dad has started dating someone else. It's been a long time. Like it's been years um, you know, to worry about. It's not like two months. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of the, again, the family dynamics of her working through some stuff while, you know, learning to heal and figuring out, you know, that she needs to move on while, you know, being faced with her extraordinarily attractive high school boyfriend yeah. back in town now. Yeah. Um, so it's got a lot to it. They, um, and, and everybody's so charming. The title alone is worth the price of admission. So good. And Melissa Peterman, hilarious. hilarious. Like, yeah. She plays the owner of this wedding dress shop and she's oh. so darn funny. Like, I like to expect Melissa Peterman. <laughs> He's That's giving awesome. you everything and it's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a good awesome. one though. <laughs> well, on the 10th, we have Christmas at the Amish Bakery, which stars Alexandra Harris and Sean Coding. It's directed by Jeff Hare and has writers Scott Kirkpatrick. And it's another Jennifer Snow. And Jennifer I, Snow. <laughs> I love a I love a bookish person in movies. And so this is a book editor and mm -hmm. she's looking for a cookbook to help save her job. And I just I don't know. There's something about cookbooks that are like 
really cozy. So I'm, I'm really excited about this one. So like, what are you excited for, for us to see? Yeah, this one, um, this, this one again was like, I, we love an Amish story and our audience really loves Amish stories. And I think that's the, that fish out of water thing. And then getting a glimpse into a, a culture that not, not a lot of us get to see a lot. So there's always this fascination around the Amish. We won't talk about lifetime recent like Amish stuff. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> yeah. But I, but but Up has had a pretty good track record with the Amish movies, the Runaway Romance, and mm-hmm. uh, Guest at the at an Amish Wedding. Yes. Both those were excellent, and uh, and uh, so it's it's a pretty good pretty good run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's we we love having the the Amish feel, and in, in this one, she so she's a cookbook editor. And her boss is like, listen, cookbook sales are down. We, you have to find me something interesting and new. And she finds out that she's Amish and grew up Amish, but she did not. So this is interesting because it comes out in the movie. Um, she did not return home from her Rumspringa, which mm-hmm. is when you're Amish, you can go off and try to you know, find yourself. And then you come back and decide um, if you want to stay within the Amish faith and stay within the community. And she decided not to, she decided to go to college and and follow her dream that way. So she comes back to visit her family farm because her boss is like, Amish have great baked goods. We can make a great cookbook out of this. So she's coming back to maybe convince her family to help her make a cookbook um, out of Amish treats. And she, um, there's a, a man and his daughter there who've suffered a, a tragedy in the last year. And he's, you know, super cute. And <laughs> of she's like, who is this Englisher who's just like hanging out on the Amish farm? And they're like, oh, he's he's just here healing. And it's, I, but you get his fish out of water. He's trying to be a handyman, but he is not a handyman <laughs> at all. Which is a cute little, like a, I think a cute little twist because he's like trying to nail up a sign, but he does it upside down. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> he finds out that he is actually the illustrator for children's books that she's like, that are super popular and they work together to make this beautiful little hand-drawn Amish cookbook. Um, and it's, uh, you know, there's some miscommunication. There's some, some things that happen. We have third act drama, but it's, uh, again, it's, it's a sweet movie. And I think Sean Coding, who's relatively new, he's so charming. He has the sweetest, he's just the sweetest smile and the sweetest face. And I think he brings a lot of charm and that, like, I'm an artist, not a, not a, wood chopping <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> i i grew up in maryland and so uh, we would go up to pennsylvania dutch every now and then and and they do have delicious food up there like shoe fly pie and and um stuff there's like cinnamon that rolls? Did oh you there's cinnamon rolls yeah oh that's so good <laughs> yeah yeah, I was out in uh, Indiana in Amish country um, last year. We were filming a big Amish musical out there. And, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I just like, it, yeah, all the baked goods, just ridiculous, just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but it was buggy land. I mean, it was, they were all over the place. I'd never seen anything like it because yeah. I grew up in um, Atlanta. There's not a big Amish community around Atlanta. <laughs> all right. So next we have Dial S for Santa. This on 17th. Sarah Bugdale, Linda Boyd, Mark Humphrey, director David L. Strasser, writer Joni Kane, and Joelle Selner. 
And uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about this one? So this great is title. a, uh, yeah, it's a great, like I was again, sold on the title. Like I was like, say <laughs> no more. I don't care what it's about. Dialogue for Santa is hilarious and I'm here for it. So this is about a, a girl. She's an insurance investigator. So always kind of had the investigative bug. Um, and she goes home for Christmas for the first time in a while. And there's a string of robberies. Like her mom owns a on Main Street. There's a string of robberies. They're trying to figure out. And there's a Santa there who's, um, who she's like, he's got like kind of that magical Santa quality. He's promising things to her young nephew. And she's like, you shouldn't be doing that. But if you're not, you're not the real Santa. And he's like, are you sure? So she's immediately suspicious. <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> so she starts trying to figure out and there's a police chief in town who's like you have to stay out of this and she's like right 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 i'm not gonna stay out of it <laughs> does some investigating herself and of course you know they have some stakeouts together they're trying to solve this crime he eventually figures out that he's like if you just help me it'll be easier than me trying to tell you to stay away from it <laughs> Um, so there's some fun like moments between them. He understands that she's very smart and she's really trying to crack this case. And is it Santa? I won't tell. I'm not gonna tell you if it's Santa or not. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but it's it's a really it's a really nice um it's a fun mystery. So uh, what who is the main romantic pairing in oh that in the yeah, movie? Sarah Dugdale and Julian Haig will be your main romantic pairing. Mm-hmm. I was looking on IMDb and he's kind of buried down in the okay. cast list. Yeah, he plays the police chief, Nick. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. he is buried down. He's buried down oh, okay. in there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get where that would be a little bit. Yeah, because I was like, is it about Linda Boyd and, and Mark Humphrey? <laughs> or, you know, because they're great. And Matt <laughs> Hamilton is a favorite of mine. I love him. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was doing a little, I was like, oh, it's, oh, it's, he's down there. But yeah, that's, that's, so that's your main romantic pairing. Although her mom is trying to fix her up with a couple of other guys in town. So, <laughs> as one does, as one does. Her mom's like, you should stay in town. Yeah. <laughs> it also has this really great, um, this really great hook with her nephew whose, um, father is, um on active duty so he's not there and he's really wanting his dad to come home and she's trying to temper his expectations but of course the santa's like you never know christmas miracles happen so there's a fun little hook with her trying to you know not be a curmudgeon to her nephew but still like keep his expectations in check so there's some sweet stuff there and he's he's trying to figure out santa as well it's really cute. So <laughs> yeah. And you can solve along. Like you're trying to figure it out as we go along too. You, I'm sure you'll probably suss out who the, the we villain is. We need more Christmas <laughs> mysteries. I don't know. They're well, so fun. <laughs> they are so fun. They're just a little bit different. They're just, yeah. You know. Something to like just a, a little wrench to throw into the lineup. It's just like, <laughs> just do a Christmas cozy mystery. Yes. Love a cozy mystery, yeah. right? They're so fun. Yes. And the pun, the punny title. I'm like, this is perfect. Um, on the 24th, we have a Christmas letter, which has um, Colin Mokri, David Lipper, Enrico Colantoni, and Glenda Brogzana. And it's directed by Brian Roberts and written by David Lipper. Uh, and this is like an epic love story. And it has like some adventure involved as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it it is. She's uh she takes in foster kids, our our main character, and she she finds out that they want to take her house away. You know, there's a like a full on mustache twirling evil. He doesn't have a mustache, but if he did, I I promise you he would be twirling <laughs> it like evil, like I will take your house from the orphans. Like, but it, he's doing it so over the top that it's delightful. You're like, yes, <laughs> if you're gonna be evil. Is that called mockery? Scene. But it, it actually is not. He plays oh. Sandy, uh, Sandy Claus. Oh. <laughs> but two of her two of her kids decide that Santa can help them. So they they have this mailman that comes and plays um street hockey with them and he tells them, like, of course we take all the letters to the North Pole straight to Santa's house. So they decide to hide in the mail truck as they're oh, taking gosh. Santa's letters and <laughs> go. Can save their home, um, and of course, she and this lovely mailman are have to go find the kids together. Then there's some romance going, but it is a little bit of an older romance, which I love, um, and it is really sweet. And the you know, Colin Mockery, people might recognize him from um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? You know, he's a funny dude. He's such a funny guy. And Enrico, if you watch Veronica Mars, like I did, it's a great <laughs> cast. Roger Cross. <laughs> it's a great cast it's a really good cast we're really excited about that one it is also a really fun whimsical christmas eve story because you're going to santa and Mm -hmm. you know you have the the magic of christmas and it just feels like this santa's coming (laughs) let's go visit him so it's i I love it for christmas eve well and we've had david on the pod before and uh, so i'm definitely curious to see what he does as far as his writing that's kind of fun yeah 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 yeah. i think everybody's gonna gonna love the the lineup this year very cool well do you i mean i they're probably all your babies so you can't pick a favorite but it do you have one that you that is your special favorite oh my goodness it's it's tough you know I I really love Country Hearts and Country Hearts Christmas just because it really has been uh, over a year um coming and you know getting Chris involved and the way the cast has come together and the music in it is beautiful and people are going to be able to download it like and you're going to want to oh, because good. it's so good <laughs> so good um it just I just love everything about it it looks beautiful it sounds beautiful and I think the dynamics in it are great um so I, that one is that holds a real special place in my heart that one's real close to me but um otherwise I mean I love Christmas Song Castle and We're Scrooge. Like they're just so, they're yeah. just so charming and so adorable. Like the We're Scrooge has the moment that Sasha was like, "I gasped, I audibly gasped." Like, <laughs> so it's um, good, good. you know, those are those are probably three of my favorites. But I think they're all great, and they yeah. all give you something and all give you something really I think special the yeah. I think everyone's going to walk away with something really different from each movie and and really enjoy it well that's what's fun I think and about up is like I think of last year I loved Christmas Lucky Charms the tiny home Christmas one adorable cute. like <laughs> those just special ones that it's like yeah I... even like later you still think so about them Oh my gosh. And also Rebecca Dalton, but the most like, like sweetest (laughs) person on earth. She's so sweet, charming. Yeah. Those are both really great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, congratulations. And thank you so much for coming on talking with us. We always look forward to it and we'll look forward to uh, 
mixed baggage too coming up in 2024. <laughs> I, will, I will put in a call next week and yes. make sure they know Rachel needs mixed baggage too. <laughs> she does. <laughs> you, honestly, I think get, you know what? For next year, let's work on mixed baggage too and Santa's got style part two. What's better than one sexy Santa? <laughs> <laughs> We'll put it out there. <laughs> it can become a Canadian phenomenon. And then all I the department stores what. are doing it. I've, oh, it should become an American phenomenon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And uh, and uh, I guess people want to follow up, up social media, all that fun stuff. Yep. And we have the My Up TV Movies app where you oh, can go right. in and like tag which ones you want to watch. Gives you reminders. You can make a watch list. We have lots of fun coming on this Christmas season. Not just these eight, but everything you loved about last year. You'll see it all again this year. Can't wait. <laughs> well, I hope you have Can't a wait. very, very Merry Christmas. Thank, Thank you, you, Chrissy. Too.